Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. I'm your huckleberry. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hit the lights. It's boner time. Hey, where are the white women at? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> what is your major malfunction, numbnuts? You have smoked yourself retarded. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? And welcome to another episode of the Monday Night Master Debaters. We have another great roundtable tonight. Joining me tonight, uh, Pastor Sam Honold. How you doing, Pastor Sam? We have Jim Good. How you doing, Jim? Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? And my almost weekly co-host, Ryan Dean. What's good? And our first repeat guest, Mr. Davey Wavy of the Red Pill Cartel. How's it going, Davey? Fantastic. How you guys doing? Good, good. Hey, a- as usual, a lot going on out there, a lot of madness. And I know, uh, you know, one of the hot topics right now is, is the... Uh, the whole Travis Scott thing, and and there's so many different takes out there on it. I think we'll uh, we'll hit up on that for a little bit, but I don't want to go go too too deep into it because, much like Ryan, I think it's in in the larger picture a big distraction. But uh, Ryan, why don't you uh, get us going here, and we'll we'll pass it around. I'll be happy to, dude. So I think honestly, man, um, you know what happened this weekend as well. We had the big, uh, you know, Biden making it almost mandatory, trying to pass through the vaccine deal. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to work. My job actually just announced that they're going to let us go if we don't have the vaccines by January 1st. But I think it's a big chicken game like you and I talked about, Matt. I don't think that it's going to actually go down. I think that they're trying to 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 if this is a distraction, like we tend to think right now, it would be to distract from that. It's so that people aren't seeing that the Biden administration is just flopping, man. There's a lot of, of chaos going on over there. Um, but you well, got a lot and, of and, and it's showing, too, because even even the media is ripping him now for such a low approval rating. Right. So, what I is, mean, Kamala Harris's approval rating is 10 percent lower than that. I yeah. think he's at 38. She's at 28. I mean, this is, I mean, that's Nixon level stuff. 29 yep. is when Nixon was impeached. Um, so, yeah, man, we're, we're seeing some crazy stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets crazier, though, you know, but um, that's my initial take on it. Uh, right away, you know, I did kind of a satirical Patreon, kind of joking about how soft kids are these days, how they can't even go to a Travis Scott concert without like chaos going on. Um, and then I kind of like backtracked a little bit because I was like, oh man, was this a satanic ritual? And now, like, you know, as usual, my gut seems to be right. I think this was a distraction. Yeah, and and I'm kind of with you. You know, initially I I thought it was gonna be a much bigger story, but when I started watching it, it just seems like A, it was bad security, and B, a lot of 
foolish people, you know, just people doing stupid stuff. You know, you saw people rushing the gates. They broke down the gates. Too many people in there, not enough security. And you end up with this. We've And we've seen things like this before, whether it's at football, you know, soccer matches over over uh, in Europe. They, they have things like this, you know, Africa, there's been fo- soccer matches where the same thing where there's uh, this rush to get in and, and, and people uh, unfortunately get crushed. Um, no. This one, they, they, you know, they kind of put some spin on it with, like you said, there's some shady videos out there of, you know, what appears to be someone in distress, but you don't get the full picture. You get, you get three seconds here, four seconds here, a, a, a lifeless body being carried away. Well, we saw the same thing in the George, the whole George Floyd incident, right? I mean, there's been multiple pictures where there was fake stuff going on there as well. And then it gets into the one thing I found interesting is the more you start listening to on-site interviews, you kept hearing the people say, I can't breathe. I can't breathe over oh, and shit. over again. Yeah, yeah. And that was the ritual from last summer. So you know, I, I know there's probably some tie in between the two as as being such a large event and it's going to get a lot of publicity. But in the end, I again, I think it's a distraction from like what Ryan's saying, the bigger picture, the the, the poor Biden ratings, the the whole vaccine debacle. I, I, I really think they keep throwing these things out there like Alec Baldwin one week, this concert <laughs> thing another week. You know, it's yeah. it's what distraction are they going to throw at us to get us away from how bad things are getting between inflation, you know, rating uh, the presidential, you know, he's just a disaster, you know, and I don't even know where to go because there's so many avenues you can go where he's just totally destroying us step by step. Well, yeah, after you they, go around, after you go around the horn, I have something else about that. Uh, I can't breathe stuff, but yeah, go ahead. Whoever else wants to give their initial thoughts. There's a, there's a lot of uh, things that you can take both ways. I mean, there's, there's people, people are saying like, you know, cause I, I was, did a stupid move today where I was arguing back and forth with somebody on Instagram about this whole thing. And I said, look, he didn't even stop the show, you know, like some people were trying to like get to him and say, <clears throat> you know, stop the show. There's people dying out there. They're collapsing. And he wouldn't stop the show. He's just standing on his pillar and like chanting this fucking demonic shit. You know what I mean? Like auto tune demonic uh, melodies or whatever and he's just standing there and not you know shouting out to say yo stop the show you know <clears throat> but there's so many things you can take from it like the fact that the that uh there was lights around there saying see you on the other side and uh you know the stage like the the pro- promotional flyers for the show had all this masonic uh imagery on it and the actual stage where they can walk out was an upside down cross. Like there's so many things that were, uh, you could take it as like a satanic ritual, but then like people that were arguing with me, they were saying that, you know, there wasn't as many people that died. I think it's, it's overblown. And uh, he did eventually stop the show. And now apparently he's um, uh, paying for the funerals for all the people that died. So I don't know what to, I don't know what to think of it. There's so many things, you know, <clears throat> go ahead, Jim. Uh, I was just to say, I, I haven't really listened to Houston rap since, you know, Mike Jones and Paul wall and UGK. So I don't really know what's going on with Travis Scott, but that's another thing that you need to think about is that besides sicko mode, I can't tell you one song this guy is saying, but he is pushing it. They are pushing him out there. 
they're pushing him, whether it's through McDonald's and all of a sudden he's with the, you know, with a Kylie Jenner. That's what you makes you think that whoever they're getting pushing you out there, that's like, okay, yeah, they're definitely cabal at that point. Yeah. Because yeah he's sure. not even good and he's not even talented. It's just a bunch of mumble rivalry like this and that we know. And and so it's like, how is this guy getting such a following? And people can talk about Oh, well, it's the type of music that they have and, you know, the trance and the demonic trance, whether that's true or not, you really have to really think about bigger picture with they're pushing him out there for whatever reason, you know, to get the McDonald's deal, uh, which is just a quarter pounder with bacon. I mean, I'm, that's not even that big of a deal. Like, I can't believe they blew that up. And it was just nothing. don't forget the chicken nuggets that come with it. Oh, it came with nuggets, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so that, that, that's just regardless of what it is, uh, it's definitely getting pushed onto it and kind of, uh, whoever, you know, follows me on Instagram, I posted on my story. If you've ever noticed that the, whatever happens with mass chaos in a city, their sports teams are always in a championship that year. So it started with 9-11. The Yankees lost the World Series. In 2013, when the uh, Boston Marathon bombings, the Red Sox won the World Series and the Bruins lost the Stanley Cup. In 2017, with Vegas, the Golden Knights lost the Stanley Cup in their first season, which is unheard of. And then just recently, with the Houston, the Astros just lost the World Series. To me, that was kind of like, damn, that's pretty interesting. That is a, that is an interesting tie, and 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 you tend to see those things start to mesh together. Uh, you know, whether it's entertainment, whether it's sports, and news stories, and what's going on, and it's almost like there's a current that flows between them. You know, uh, pa- Pastor Sam, what's your take on this whole thing? Well, I'd never heard of this guy before. Two days just ago. as well. Just so as that well. makes five of us, ba- or four of us, basically. <laughs> yeah, I do live in another country, but I I am familiar with Houston and the underground scene a little bit. Uh, there's there's a lot of winds blowing on it. It's it's hard to come to a definitive conclusion, and I think the other guests have really pointed that out. Uh, there is a lot of Satanism, and it, it is becoming more and more obvious uh someone brought up that this is being pushed the artist is being pushed the agenda is being pushed there's obvious marketing with mcdonald's and and so forth so what we can do then is ask why sorry i got sirens here you know in my country three fuel trucks blew up the same day okay that's not an accident so this is where the narratives are being pushed. There are narratives that are being pushed and brought forward. And, you know, a lot of people dig the Satanism. They think it's cool. They think it's fun. And it's, it's not as mythical or distant as it used to be uh, 20 years ago, or even back in the eighties, it was like, okay, if that's your thing, that's all right. But now it's out there in the open. And so while this may be a false flag, the whole idea of Satanism and, and rituals and murder rituals is real. And I, I do feel like 
our nation, the United States, is, is being intentionally desensitized to that. We've gotten into bloodier and bloodier sports. <clears throat> I'm a martial artist myself. I've, I've practiced with some of the, the most famous names out there. But I really don't like the, the, the fact that blood sport has become cool. And so now I feel like there's a push to just make uh, ritual murder mainstream. At the same time, as the Patriot community is, is talking about bringing back executions, and Trump did bring back executions. And, you know, uh, the Oklahoma governor was just here in Mexico City last week, and there's a, a big case with a, a criminal who's supposed to be executed. And everybody's talking about should it, should, should he be executed? Is execution even uh, legitimate? Should is it uncivilized? Is it barbaric? Should it happen today? And so, one of the narratives that's being pushed forward is ritual murders on one side, while there's the legitimacy and necessity for execution of criminals on the other side. And execution of criminals is never more pronounced than in witch trials. So. We're, there we're getting into my area, but I'm going to wait until that comes up on the table. So I think wow. everybody brought good points and it's pretty inconclusive. Well, yeah, and you see it across the board, whether it's the Netflix programming that they push, uh, you know, mainstream video, music videos, what's left of them. It all seems to have this dark arts feel to it. And and you're you're seeing it in society, too, with the destruction of the nuclear family and they're promoting all these alternate lifestyles that are anti-family for the most part, which is how you slowly start to separate everyone, right? I mean, and that's one of the things that is is more prevalent than ever. I mean, I grew up through the satanic panic, so to speak, of the of the 80s, you know, with the with the hair metal bands. And that's nothing compared to what is out there today. You know, I mean, that's that that was like PG compared to what we're looking at today on mainstream TV. Do you really think so though? Or do you think you were just younger, man? Cause I was thinking about that too. You got songs like shout at the devil. You got upside down stars. <laughs> you got all kinds of crazy. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne's like, you know, the Prince of darkness. That's another name for Lucifer there. I think that, you know, I heard this really interesting analogy from the comedian Giannis Pappas. And I love that dude. He's hilarious. Right. Um, but he's not politically correct. He gets in trouble for some things that he says, but he speaks the truth. And he used to be a, he used to work at clubs in New York and the way that clubs operate in New York, especially back in the eighties and nineties, when they're so short lived because people are always looking for the new hot thing. These clubs would open up the same club promoters would open up clubs. And initially they would be for white people. White people are invited in, they're coming in, they're, they're, you know, having fun, they're spending money, but they're, they're, uh, they're tipping well, but they're not buying a whole lot of stuff. And then you get some celebrities involved. And then after all that buzz dies down, and this is his words, it's not mine. He's speaking the truth, in my opinion, he, he lived through this. Then you get the black community involved and they're not buying, they're buying a ton of stuff, but they're not tipping again, his words. Okay. Um, I think that's what the entertainment industry as a whole is going through right now. It started out as a bunch of like, you know, white people in the in the sixties, seventies, eighties, and now we're we've slowly kind of shifted into this thing. I don't know why. I don't know what the reasoning behind it would be, but it seems like there is a racial component to it. And now, you know, like I said, we've got the entertainment industry as a whole. There's a lot of black artists that are being propped up. Um, 
a lot of them sound the same to us. But when we were <laughs> kids, when we were kids, a lot of those artists that we liked sounded the same to our parents. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of like who's who's looking at this shit and why it is. You know what I mean? Um, that's a topic that you really got to like talk about lightly because of all the racial sensitivity and everything. But I thought that the dude made a good point when he brought that up, that these New York clubs, it's like a microcosm when the entertainment industry as a whole is kind of following that same method. Well said. There we go. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, I, I and, and I can't argue with you there because, you know, look at Netflix. They have a show where they have, I, I forgot what her name is. I believe she's a black rapper and she's talking sex with puppets. Right, Meg the Stallion is that her? No, nah, it's it's one of the other ones. She kind of looks like Cardi B and and Megan Stallion, but she's not. But she has this whole Netflix show where she's basically talking sex with Muppets. <laughs> so like you're combining, you know, rap and music with with kids, kid stuff, sure, talking yeah. about sex. Like it's just this whole upside down world. It makes no sense. It's weird, get on, there's also around, the. I really sorry, want to throw down a point here. The city of Houston is a unique and critical, critical city. It is a city that the, the union cannot live without. The petroleum in that city, the amount of transshipment, the amount of refining capacity in that city is, the nation cannot live without it. In addition to that, it's one of three huge democratic strongholds, the other being Dallas and Austin in Texas. So those are the three big population centers and the three big democratically controlled cities. And so uh, while uh, the sports point was really interesting, that's, that's an interesting coincidence. I focus more on geopolitics and I'll just tell you stuff is going to, targets are going to start getting hit in Houston. It's going to happen. See, everything has been civilly shut down by the Biden treacheries that can be the Keystone Pipeline, the Michigan Pipelines from Canada. There are still illegal pipelines open from Mexico. That's being shut down by the Mexican government. The Mexican government also just bought a refinery in Houston, $600 million, which made Mexico self-sufficient in gasoline and diesel. But that city, and I've actually reported on the suspicious refinery explosions in Houston over the last two and a half years. There's been probably three different suspicious explosions and then days long fires there. And so this is the city that the, the whole antichrist world system has to either control, foment discontent and uh, uh, you know open terrorist activity or destroy. And it's a city that really has the judgment of God over it as well. And there's more to it. There's election fraud. There's there's uh, slush funds and corruption in the government. But it's a critical, critical city. And out of all the places that this could have happened, the fact that it happened there, it's it just it's a city that I'm concerned for. Honestly, Sam, I, I had uh, somebody comment to me about because I, I posted on my Instagram about Travis, this whole Travis Scott incident. And somebody said to me, it seems like uh, Texas is getting like ritualistically attacked. Well, yeah. well, they they already started to last year with the the grid shutdown. Yep. So if you think about it like that, because they're the only they have the East Coast grid, the West Coast grid, and then Texas is on its own separate power grid. So last year was just the the beta test, I believe, with what's going on. 
So it's going to get hit again. Yeah. A, a prevalent view is that Interstate 10 is the real border, that everything below Interstate 10 is cartel controlled. And while there are some real good cow towns south of that and some significant ones, you know, we're not talking about all little bitty cities, you know, uh, Victoria, Texas is down there below that, but there's some truth to that. And I 10 goes right through, right through Houston. If somebody was going to look for a flashpoint for some really heavy beauty to go down, Houston is the place to look and a serious attack on Houston would cripple the nation's petroleum infrastructure, probably irreparably, probably irreparably. Wow. Well, and we, and we saw that, uh, Pastor Sam, when, when they had the hurricane years back, right? And that was only temporary. And that was a, that we got lucky with that one. I could, you know, like you said, if, if there was a major attack there, that would have significant, you know, consequences that would linger for a while. Hurricane Harvey, right? I mean, this, yes. It, I wonder if this is if there's something seriously like biblical, like and this is something that I would have to ask, you know, we'd, we'd have to ask Sam about because he's the uh, you know, expert here. Um, I, there's there's the plagues. There's the idea of the plagues. Right. So you've got like these several different circumstances that happen and this one city being hit by all these different things. I think that's an interesting concept. And it has been over some time. I mean, Harvey was when 2000. 16 or 17 maybe i don't know exactly when that was um but there's been some weird weird things going on dude and before i forget when i when i mentioned that i wanted to talk about the stop breathing thing or the the i can't breathe aspect there was supposedly and i have to really confirm this um there was a a concert going on in phoenix arizona phoenix has a lot of symbolism in the name alone but then also the the city itself right um there was a, a Playboy Cardi concert. This is another shitty rapper. None of you guys would like him. You probably haven't heard of him. But this is just one of those bullshit artists. And he had a concert the same day, which was Chris Jenner's 66th birthday. I think that we've all seen that. Um, this is like the, you know, the high witch of the Kardashian family. And uh, they were chanting minutes before the first murders and the first suffocation incidents were going on. They were chanting at that concert, stop breathing. Not I can't breathe, but stop breathing. And this is in Phoenix, Arizona, just down the street from me. I'm here in Tucson. And you got to keep in mind when you watch the concert on in Houston, Travis Scott's concert, there is a phoenix flapping, a bird rising from the ashes on fire. So you've got this, this ritual chant going down in Phoenix. The, the, the death's going down in Houston. You know, I don't know if there's a ley line connection or what. They both do run. I mean, I-10 runs right through that. I-10 I runs. I mean, I, I'm literally five miles away from I-10 here in Tucson. Um, it's a weird, weird thing to think about, man. And and just the way that, that all this stuff has worked out. Dude, there's so much there. And I'm trying to digest it all. And I think that that's kind of what everyone's doing. Me and New York Patriot are actually going to dive really deep into it. Um, we've got some interesting stuff, but it's it's a fascinating deal, dude. This family's yeah. weird. I was talking to uh, New York Patriot today, and um, he was telling me about. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into it because I don't want to ruin anything. But he in Fortnite, the game, yeah, uh, like Travis Scott made an appearance in that game, and it was a live concert, and the players could watch this concert, and uh, 
he showed me that there was like in the background like a, a globe but it had like a roller coaster on it which was representing saturn and i said oh saturn and then the sky is purple right so i was connecting all this shit with with new york patriots like he's like don't don't fucking say anything I don't <laughs> right oh you but just was, ruined it dude no no that's just a little <laughs> thing but at the same time i i was telling him like a friend of mine told me that his sister played the game she saw it and she saw eight people on the stage and that's the wow. number that they're claiming that was uh in in uh the deaths right well that's a wealth number that's a wealth number when you have the number eight uh, anything adding up to eight, uh, you know, whether it be eight, 17, 26, 35, 44, and so on. Anything yeah. when you take the two digits and you and you and they add up to eight, that is a, a, a number that brings wealth. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. You have the death ranges, uh, the death age ranges from 10 to 27. So 27, obviously, being a very significant number, you subtract 10 from uh, 27, you get 17. That's like the last age that someone's, uh, you know, a, a minor. There's all kinds of weird things that, like I said, I'm still looking into. Well, and yeah. Ryan, Ryan, you also have two 23 year olds dead, which is oh, that tied to three two two again. You know, oh, the Freemasons, dude. Okay. Yeah, as soon as I as soon as I start hearing ages, you're, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, you're looking for 13, 23, you know, 33 all those and then when you see two three two 23 year olds it reads two two three in reverse it's three two two so you get back that's to that's how those all the gematria guys work so yeah that was one yeah, of the things well, i saw today too is you know they always can uh communicate in numbers and but, i've heard so many things that were going on there like like it could have been just the fact that they were all closed in and that's why they were collapsing because people couldn't breathe right but then I heard uh, the fa- like the the police officer that was investigating. He said, "I'm going to find out what's going to go, what's happening, because I've heard allegations of people going around, or one or two people going around stabbing people with a with a needle and yeah. injecting them with fentanyl." Right? Even yeah. uh, the security guard at the front of the stage, he he claimed that like like he collapsed and they brought him back, and he said, "I felt a sting on my neck," and then like a couple minutes later, I was like gone, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I think that that is a, a, another psyop. I think that they're trying to get Travis Scott off the hook because he brought a lot of money into Houston that day. And so they're trying to make it seem like, uh, no, Travis Scott didn't incite a riot. People were going around and just randomly injecting people. I mean, if someone's going to buy fentanyl, unless this is a high-coordinated right. terrorist attack, no one's going to waste their money on a stranger like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I used to be terrified of that as a kid. Um but, you know, while we're on this topic of the, the Kardashians and Jenners, I, I do have a question for Sam, because I was listening to a really interesting series that he has on his uh, Gospel Gunslingers YouTube uh, about the spooky stories. Right. You got the Halloween stuff going on. And I thought it was fascinating that you mentioned the concept of shaking bones like this is an old like Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead sort of ritual shaking bones. Right. And I thought that was really interesting. And that was one thing that Kendall Jenner's best friend goes by the name Tyler, the creator, a different rapper. Um, you know, Kylie Jenner. or I'm sorry. Kendall Jenner is a very skinny, uh, like America's next top model type chick. And they were at a concert and, and he's up on stage performing. He's like, hey, Kendall, shake your ass. Oh, you don't have an ass. Shake them bones. You know what I mean? And instead of saying ah. something different, he says straight up, shake them bones. 
So what what does that mean from like that standpoint where you were talking, you, you put a lot of emphasis on the ritual of shaking bones? Uh, you know, I, I do those teachings and I kind of have my notes in order when it happens. And then uh, it's hard for me to address any single point. You may want to remind me what I was referring to. But uh, it was the witch doctors, uh, how they'll be out there shaking. I mean, it was just a really interesting thing. Oh, and oh, oh, OK, yeah. Okay, here in Mexico City, the witch doctors do dress themselves up in bones and in shells, and then they dance and they shake all that. And so they have shells and they have bones and all of that stuff clatters and jingles, and it's it's part of their ritual, but uh, and it's part of their summoning the demons. But using parts of the anatomy of a sacrifice victim for prognostication is also and and a very old concept which is in the bible the bible talks about a king who comes and uses prognostication when he's coming against another kingdom and he examines the, the entrails of a victim so you know as far as as far as teaching these ancient concepts of witchcraft it all started with tamer stuff like reading tea leaves you know dumping out a cup of tea and then there being images in the cup and that those could be used for divination. But now, if, if I can just throw out the Hotel Transylvania series, the, fir the first movie was kind of fun. Then the second movie was all about child sex abuse. Mm. Go back and watch it, and you'll see that it's all about child sex abuse. And now the third one that's come out, it's all about how much fun it is to use voodoo and poppets and every other type of magic and, and how effective it is. And so now those things are, are being injected into our society just very, very clearly. You know, if a kid watched that movie, the first thing they'd be doing is sticking pins in their dolls, playing uh, uh, voodoo games. And it's, it's very dangerous. And that's the same thing that I see in in Travis Scott's concerts, in his imagery, in his in his uh, lyrics, is that this is like third generation uh, involving witchcraft and involving death rituals into uh, modern art. So it's just it's just on a, an upward trajectory. It's it's parabolic. More and more and more witchcraft is coming out, and that's why. No matter what happened, you know, somebody somebody could trip and fall and everybody's going to talk about how much this artist supports and encourages and actually teaches witchcraft and sorcery and devil worship. Mm, interesting. Here's a, here's a little tidbit that I found that I thought you guys might find interesting was that he was performing with Drake and Drake is exactly... 66 months and six days older than Travis Scott. Oh, shit. Really? And then his Wikipedia page was changed so that the numbers didn't add up. Tell about that. Wow. Really? That's fascinating. That, uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Over the weekend, as this story broke and the snowball effect started to get going about the numerology between his age and Drake's age, and uh, who is it? Chris Jenner's 66th birthday and a few other six sixes and sixes. Then, yeah, uh, I believe it, one of the two of them, their Wikipedia page was altered by one year. So instead of 66, wow. 
months, six days. The age difference became 54 months, six days. But it's there on the Wayback Machine. So, man, I don't know who's pulling the strings. I wish people would wake up and, and, and realize that this is not a game. You know, uh, I got cartel members and I got witch doctors in, in my environment. And if, if a person does not know that they operate in the demonic and that they use demons and that they use sorcery, and this is part of the enemy we're facing, they're, they're missing the point. We have to acknowledge it and we have to be prepared to deal with it. And a lot of people are still in denial. I, I don't know how that's really possible at this point. But, you know, here I got my concert T-shirt on. I wore this to the Bible. <laughs> I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna rock into this revival and uh, what what to wear? Okay, I'll wear a jacket, and a concert T-shirt, and jeans. Boom. So I walk in, and everybody starts giving me hell about my concert T-shirt. I'm like, oh my God, guys, will you chill out? And they're like, that's secular. And it just shows. Uh-huh. It just shows. <laughs> that's so how funny. Deep, how deep of a head in the sand approach these people have. And you know what? The, the moment I took it to the miraculous, and this may be a little out there for you, but I told the person, I said, I said, this is prophecy. I said, you tell me what it means. And of course they couldn't do it, but I wore this very shirt to tell them something about myself. Well, what does purple rain mean? Well, it's a little personal, so I don't think I'm going to go there right now, but okay. Uh, Fair enough. I, I did it to send my own little signal. And everybody just wanted to wanted to complain about the format of the message. And it just goes to show you how out of touch uh, John Q. Christian is. Most of them have no understanding of the miraculous, don't move in the miraculous, don't even know the word of God, don't know the Bible. And it's something that we have to co- correct as a nation because the, the devil is shoving it down all our throats. And everybody's kids know more about devil worship. It's just unbelievable how much about devil worship, sorcery, and witchcraft they pick up from the environment. And uh, and, they, and they don't know anything about the Bible. And, and yeah. Right. And, and, and they yeah. need to not do it. You know, you get, you get a kid out playing with a forked stick and playing around with uh, water witching. That's serious. And we're talking about Bugs Bunny back in the 1960s had jokes mm-hmm. about water witching, about genies and lamps, about uh, vampires turn into bats and stuff like that. All that was out there then. And now it is like, this is, I'm going to say a third whole iteration where the witchcraft is just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, dude, you're, you're, yeah, you're talking about the, sorry, real quick, just that you you know, you're talking about the vampires and stuff. Courtney Kardashian constantly wears vampire teeth. Okay. And then this playboy Cardi, the guy that I was talking about doing the concert in Phoenix, his tour is called Vamp Anthem, like Vampire Anthem, Vamp Anthem. So, I mean, like, dude, the, there's the vampire stuff. There's the, the, the Kylie Kardashian doing the collab with Nightmare on Elm Street for Halloween makeup, soaked in blood. I mean, there's, there's some serious stuff there, man. I just don't know if it's straight for attention or if there is some sort of harnessing of energy there. But go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say to that to that avail. I mean, they have kids cartoons. I know there was a cartoon my son used to watch called Vampirina on Disney Channel. And it's this whole family of vampires, you know, and, and that's how far we've gotten is that it's so normalized now that they've just worked it into everything mainstream and people don't even think a second thought about it. Uh. It's just become normal. And well, Harry, Harry Potter was a huge part of that, too. Yeah, well, and to Pastor Sam's point, people are so oblivious and ignorant to the fact that this is going on that 
you know, we get back to the whole, you're, you know, by not doing anything, you are consenting to it. So, you know, it, it just, on their end, they win because you can, you can act like you can put your head in the sand and act like it's not happening. But if, if they're going through it and you are not fighting against it, they have your consent, you know, from a, from a karmic spirituality standpoint, and they just keep going on. And, and, you know, we got to wake people up to this because it is, it is something that really exists and happens. And it's, it's a battle. We're in a spiritual battle right now. You know, it's, it's a battle for your soul. I'm, I'm really interested, like what, uh, what everyone's like spiritual alignment is like, you know, obviously, uh, pastor Sam is, is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Protestant or non-denominational. I, I want to be sure. I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. My Twitter <laughs> says preacher hating preacher. I know. <laughs> but we are against the, the papacy, which is the, the mother of harlots. The Pope. And of course yeah. we, the Bible says. So, you know, uh, there have been whole lines and lineages and movements that were very vibrant in their day. And they've sundowned, and a, a lot of them are totally controlled by the enemy now. And I, I think it should be enough just to say that uh, that we read the Bible and believe it. But I do protest Rome, and I, I do admit that much. I come out of Pentecostal and charismatic roots, where historically we believe in casting out devils, and uh, we believe in the supernatural and prophecy and supernatural healings, and and, and we. And we move in a lot of that. We move in a lot of that. I have I have dealt with serious practitioners of the occult and defeated a lot of them. And I wish more people just would try to gravitate, draw near to God. And I, I wish they would prepare themselves to do battle and realize that the enemy is wickedness and enforce some of the original laws in our nation, which address the very things that are paraded in front of us right now. So. That was kind of a long interruption, but yeah. no, yeah, I was just curious. I was just really curious because I'm agnostic, and so like, so you, and you come, you come at the world from like a Christian, like biblical view, correct? Uh, yeah, and okay. uh, I'm pretty successful in defending the biblical view, and yeah, uh, definitely. When other worldviews come around, I feel like as we draw closer to God, then we we are transformed to believe the biblical view more. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree to you. Like I, I, I always say I'm agnostic, but I lean towards that Christian worldview. I think that it makes the most sense to me, especially when you see all this satanic stuff. And the only reason that I was trying to ask everyone, if everyone's comfortable talking about it, um, it's because we are talking about Satanism here. We're talking about Satanism taking roots in pop culture. Um, so if anyone else is willing to share it, dude, I'm just real curious how people see the world. Matt or, or Jim or Davey? No, I, I don't have any, you know, I, I'm more like you, Ryan. I'm agnostic. Uh, you know, I don't have any affiliation with any specific religion, organized religion, especially, you know, and it, it, it just kind of magnified it during this whole crisis when, you know, you have churches shutting down and at a time when people need them the most. And then when they do open up, now it's you have to have your mask. A lot of places you have to have the jab and and a lot of places are pushing it and saying it's God's creation when in reality it's the complete opposite mm. of that, you know, and it's it's almost made organized religion from that standpoint look even worse. And I think that's part of their agenda is to destroy it, 
and, and you know they've done a great job by cre- go ahead and that only that only was successful because they were already obsolete at that point they had already gravitated so deep into a non-supernatural worldview they'd already been so heavily infiltrated by clergy response teams by uh, Romanism, the, the, the Catholic Church retaking control of them, that uh, they were already pointless. And so I know a lot of people are, are, are trying, but the fact is it was already obsolete and it's just it's just indicative. God already God had another plan in that, which is to kick people out of their comfort zone and kick them out of the net so that they can learn to fly a little bit and then you know, fly or die. People need to learn how to be Christians, how to study, how to be worshipers of God, how to be people of prayer without all of that artificial uh, creature comfort around, or they're not. They're not going to be soldiers of God. So, yeah, I, I'm not sad about the churches all closing. It was it was time to mm. be done with them. Uh, I would like to interject here. Um, so my, my perspective, particular point of view for spirituality is um i i think uh all the religions are tied in in a certain way but they're divisive uh uh the bible is the book that i cling to uh and the fact that in i i believe sam this is a question for you but uh what is it? What does it mean when uh, I, I don't know if it's Paul or Jesus that says, "Come out of for my people, being a particular partakers in their iniquities," right? And it's, just, it's I think it's Paul speaking to the churches, right? That's uh, John in Revelation about it's John. The John, yeah, sorry. And it's talking about Romanism, and we need to understand that most cults, sects, and most so-called Christian churches in America and in the world are controlled by the mother of harlots. They are controlled by the Roman and Babylonian system. And that's what we need to come out of. And that's why it was partly an advantage for the individual believer to not have that comfortable place to be thrust out. And then they can learn to, to be, you know, a gospel gunslinger. They can at that point learn to be a victorious Christian and an overcomer or not. And yes, it's very important to come out of that Roman system. That's an admonition to every person. And it's a scripture that very few people understand. And it's one of my favorites, actually, because like, honestly, like a lot of people ask me like, what, so are you a Christian? I'm like, I don't necessarily want to associate myself as being a, a Christian per se, because of what's going on in the establishment. You know what I mean? So I just take the standpoint, like, I just believe in a creator and I look at the Bible and think of all the, all the passages that I've studied over the years. And like, that's one that really hits me so hard. It's like, you don't have to really go to a church because they're just going to tell you what they think about the passages in the Bible. They're going to deliver that to you, but you should be thinking as a free thinker on your own what these scriptures mean to you and then and and then apply that to your life and and give it to other people you know what i mean that's why this dude's preaching in jungles and deserts and stuff man i think that that's that's why that's why this is the only pastor i talk to dude 
because I think that it's so badass. I think that it's the way that it was supposed to be done. Um, you know, not not, you know, having people come to these cathedrals and asking for cash to, you know, w- with these 501c3 organizations that are just completely sucking on the government teat, dude. So that's why I, I talked to this dude. And, and like I said, he's the only pastor I talked to. But, Jim, if you're if you're down to like talk about your your perspective on religion, I'm I'm always really curious of like the, you know, eschatology, if, if we want to use that term. Yeah, yeah, no worries at all. No, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, I, I do believe in the Christian worldview. However, to say that I go to church every Sunday, that's that would be a lie. So I can't even say that. But to to talk on what we're talking about, it doesn't matter what we believe in. The people, the enemy, the people at top, they do believe this shit. And they do believe that they are enacting out revelations as we speak. And if anyone wants to understand why we're going through what we're going through, you need to read revelations because these people believe just like the, uh, what was that, that book, um, you know, the Holy grail, what was the one, the uh, Dan Brown book, angels and demons, the one before that. Oh, Yes, Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code. How how did we miss that one? Yeah, <laughs> they they believe that they're the the royal bloodline of Satan. Whether it's true or not, that's what they believe in, and that's what they're enacting out right now. Is that they're enacting out revelations because they want to bring about the end of the world. Because when they do that, they think that they're going to become Satan, become some kind of AI gods, and that's going to give them immortality. So everything that we see right now. And what we're going through is leading us to that point. So the only way to combat that is the alternate of what they believe in. Yeah, get closer to Christ. Get closer to Christ because that's what they, that's what they, that's the antidote for what they're trying to enact. Have you guys ever read the book Outwitting the Devil? No, sir. Oh, it's actually, it's a great book. It's by Napoleon Hill from Think and Grow Rich. And he goes through an interview. He wrote this book in 1938, but it wasn't even published until 2011. Didn't get published for almost 80 years, over 80 years. And he, in his mind, he interviews Satan and what Satan does and how he would corrupt men. And it's everything that we're seeing right now. Mm. He wrote this book back in the 30s talking about um playing on the weaknesses of men because if the devil comes up to you and says hey we're going to corrupt you and you're going to go to hell you're going to say no man get out of here but if you say hey you know here's loose women here's you know cigarettes here's this and it's going to peel right off your path it's all about positive energy and negative energy and these people right now are just trying to play on the negative energy because they're trying to engulf and what's going on so they can enact what they're trying to do. And it's, it's all in the material world, right, Jim? I mean, it all seems to revolve around this whole material lifestyle, which kind of gets into, you know, the, the whole idea of the metaverse and everything like that, where it's basically a materialistic world where, you know, it's almost soulless, it's spiritualist, and and that's where they want to take it. Right. And, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, they, they really do just want to sit in a room with virtual reality, hopped up on happy pills, watching porn and, you know, chopped our nuts off. Like, that's really what they want. Yeah. 
it sounds crazy like, as but ridiculous I agree, as it sounds it's yeah. it's so true yeah and, I agree. and we were kind of talking about we were talking about it earlier with kind of going after the black men but you can see it they go they hate black people whatever they say they hate them they always and have they, to. they absolutely hate them and they started with the 60s when they took them the father out of the house got them on the government and then we see this go up through the crack epidemic then through the 90s with the pushing of gangster rap which i like gangster rap i mean i'm from the suburbs white guy but the early 90s gangster, 90s, gangster rap is cool. awesome gangster rap is cool so all of a sudden have you guys ever seen that uh interview with a uh, crazy bone i believe from thug uh, bone thugs in harmony when he talks about what they were trying to do so he goes in there bone thugs in harmony they first get in their record deal and all of a sudden these people come up to him and say, we need you to start pushing, you know, crime, you know, gangster lifestyle. And like, they're like, why? Well, the people that own the record labels also, that was back in the early nineties, they just privatized the prison system. So they own the prison system. So they're pushing an agenda to get black, young black men to live a life of crime so they can go to jail and then they can, profit off of that and then you can see this all of a sudden the pushing of you know larry johnson always talks about the demasculization or emasculation of black men that's why you see russell brand or i mean not russell brand russell um westbrook westbrook yeah and dresses and all these guys uh dennis rodman all these guys uh, wayne wade right right they do that uh, with white people too though right i mean you know th that's why i wanted to bring up the whole concept of like for some reason it seems to start with white people whether it be pop culture or clubs or anything else uh uh wealth right i mean everything it seems to start with white people and then it goes towards black people and i i just find it interesting i don't know what to make of it again but this was just something that i heard from a comedian of all people and it just really rang true to me i was like holy shit and that's what i think a good comedian does man is they're not afraid to be to piss people off well that's you know, what like, i heard a good comedian is going to have 50% of the room pissed off and 50% yeah. of the room cheering, right? Because they exactly. need to get under people's skin and they need the other half. Because if everybody's happy, you're not doing your job. <laughs> Who's the greatest Dave of Chappelle. all time? <laughs> no, George Carlin, dude. I mean, George, George Carlin, Carlin, too, yeah. The greatest of all time. Dave Chappelle, in my opinion, is a close second. A lot of people give me shit for that because, like, he's so new um to as far as comedy goes like in the wide spectrum of things but yeah but he knows I mean, what's, what the fuck's going on though he's great he's great yeah. and and i but i honestly think that he's trying to get out of his netflix deal because he's in a locked-in contract and he's got two more specials to go and if they fire him he still gets paid for those two specials so he doesn't even want to do them anymore because the industry is so screwed up right now and so i think that he's trying to get canceled off of netflix because he will still get paid no matter ah, what that's a and, good one yeah and that's that's really the last bastion of freedom right is comedy is comedy Right? And it's canceled. They don't do comedy in China, Matt. Yeah. What's that, Sam? No, nothing's funny anymore. I mean, when's the last time he's told? A little bit afraid of getting whacked. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, I, I don't doubt that. And that, at all. and that's why a lot of them die young, right? I mean, it's it's they say it's drug overdoses and stuff, but if you get too close to to home and you hit over that target, they're gonna either put you in their place or they're gonna take <laughs> care of you, one or the other. Yep. Dave yeah. Chappelle was terrified for his life before, uh, I think, as when uh, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, that witch, was saying that uh, 
you know, you, you, you put black people like a hundred years uh, backwards with your comedy. And he, he fucked off to like Africa or whatever, yeah. for like a reprieve for a while. Right. And then he came back, but it's like, I don't know how that works, but like, it's just, you got all these elite black people and they're probably from like the, the boule, right? Supposedly Martin Lawrence, what really freaked Dave Chappelle out, I believe it was Martin Lawrence. Is that the guy that was in Bad Boys with uh, Will Smith? Martin Lawrence? Yes, yes. So he was running down the street with a pistol saying that they're trying to kill me. You know what I mean? And then he gets institutionalized. And then that's when uh, Dave Chappelle's like, okay, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? And there's that infamous uh, YouTube video of him saying, like teaching young kids, young comics. When I say young, they're college age comics. He's saying like, hey, your dreams aren't your dreams. You're going to get to the level that's much lower than I ever got. And the, and the industry is going to tell you what you're allowed to say and what you're allowed to do. They're going to make you dress up like a girl. Buck breaking, as as Larry Johnson calls it. Right. They're, they're going to make you do all this stuff that you just don't agree with. And uh, and you have to do it or or you're either going to get killed, going to get institutionalized or worse. You know what I mean? So it's weird, dude. And I, th- I think Honestly. that we see that. Yeah, it's for me, it was a very hard uh, concept to grasp before, before I was red pilled, right? But now it's like, it's so easy for me to see, like, to put to put, apply my mind to the fact that if I were to get like, like, if I were to like, um, start a band, let's say, because uh, I'm a little bit of a musician, right? But I, I was I was getting scared of, you know, uh, if I were to get good enough and like try to follow my dreams and follow that path, it's hard to comprehend somebody coming up to me and saying, dude, you're so good. I'm going to give you a record deal, but all you got to do is do what we say. And I was like, is that really happening? But now that I think about it, it's like all after watching all <laughs> these celebrities say what they say, it's like, yeah, dude. And even Bob Dylan back in the day, man, you know, like yeah. I sold my soul. And uh, here's a question for Pastor Sam. Um, what are your thoughts on selling your soul? Is it uh, is it like a, a literal thing or is it just like uh, selling out your artistic integrity? Well, it's possible to make a pact with the devil. And it was one of five crimes in the Plymouth Colony that carried the death penalty. So it is real. And, you know, a lot of musicians sang about it, about the crossroads and 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 making deals with the devil. And it's been uh, immortalized in fiction. And, oh, brother, where art thou? You know, uh, that was that was uh, a parody of the uh, was it Robert Johnson, the original black blues musician who um, who claimed to have made a deal with the devil. And then Clapton, he, he wrote the song Crossroads. And then uh, was it Clapton that redid Crossroads uh, years later? I believe it was Eric Clapton that redid the song Crossroads, which is about meeting the devil at the crossroads. Here again, this is something that came up in pop culture. It became known that a person who wanted to approach Satan or a demonic being would approach at midnight at a crossroads. And so uh, that's just another dangerous thing that was out there that people were taught to do and lo and behold when people go to approach the devil and to make sacrifices to the demonic then the 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 evil one does appear but what you brought up before that is really interesting 
people do not just get into entertainment as uh, sovereign level headed persons. There is so much youth programming, and this is why child sex abuse is such a huge, huge deal. These kids that come out of Disney, they've been in trauma-based mind control since before they could walk. And then that's the pipeline. That's one pipeline for them to come up. But the devil worshipers own Disney. They own the pageant circuit. They own all of that. And so there is a, a limitless supply of people that have been trained and conditioned and their the, the unity of their naos, of their mind and thinking has long since been fractured. They're all dissociative. They're all victims of trauma-based mind control, especially sex trauma-based mind control. And so it's not like somebody saying, hey, this is, this is a better deal. I used to see torture like that, that torture was meant to cause a person to finally give up and say, all right, I'll tell you the information you want to know. But torture is so far beyond that. And a lot of the research comes out of the Eastern Bloc, out of the Soviet Union, where Satanism was studied way, way back. The purpose of torture is to fracture the mind. Right. The purpose of torture is to create pain or shame that the mind cannot process and cannot deal with. And because of that, amnesic barriers are built. And, you know, uh, Marsha, I always forget her last name. But she was the first USA gymnast to win a national title in 1978. And when she finally admitted, as the USA gymnastics scandal was getting bigger and bigger, Senator Joni Ernst was pushing it to the Senate floor and making the courts look at this. Law enforcement was coming against the University of Pennsylvania and against uh, Dr. Larry Nasser. And then finally, it came out. The very first gymnast from our nation that won a world title was a victim of trauma-based mind control, of sex abuse by her coach, who was from the Eastern Bloc. And so this is what everybody's got to figure out. It's not that witchcraft may exist in some faraway corner on some high holiday in some dark place in the graveyard and maybe in the jungle far away. No, we're overrun with it. And this is why the Lord is bringing the sword against our nation, because we will not hang enough people to clean it out. It has to be war, pestilence, and famine, and the teeth of beasts, the four weapons of revelation. That's the only way to get all of the criminals subdued. Wow. Dude, that was amazing. I told Ryan uh, <laughs> earlier today, I was like, dude, I'm so excited to meet Pastor Sam because I enjoyed the episodes he was on, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, amazing. Yeah, dude, it, it's it's a, it's mind blowing. And, and uh, there was something that I had that I wanted to, to say about the uh, witchcraft, dude. I think that it is. It's definitely out there, but um, I don't know. I don't know how to combat it from where I'm at. You know what I mean? I don't know if, if anyone else has any other ideas other than just like completely giving themselves over to to an, an idea that they may not even really kind of follow 100%. You know what I mean? I, I, I It's just so confusing to me, dude. It's weird. It's a weird idea. I'd like to lay out the path back to God. You know, there's a movement out there called the Last Reformation. And the head of this movement was thrown out of his own country for healing the sick and casting out devils. His name is Torben Sondergaard. And he's a friend of mine. And... It's out there, thelastreformation.com. 
And one thing that we need to realize is that almost everybody who thinks that they're a believer, thinks that they're a Christian, thinks that they grew up, you know, around the things of God, they have a defective water baptism. They need to be baptized again in water, in the name of Jesus, believing God for a miracle change. So one of the reasons that there's so many blind people that just cannot see the spirit world happening right in front of them is because they're not born again. And this is what Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3. He said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And another thing that Torben teaches. So see, we, the, the Christian preachers out there today are all teaching people to repent, which is a great start. But when people are repentant and realize that their life is repugnant to God, that's when they need to decide to get in the water. And, you know, a person could baptize himself in the name of Jesus. Fill up your tub. Go down to the river and baptize yourself all the way under. Say, I baptize myself in the name of Jesus and believe God for the circumcision of the heart and for the death of the old man in the body of sin. But then beyond that, there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is when we speak in other tongues. This is when we begin to pray in other tongues and our spirit prays out mysteries where the Bible says my mind is unfruitful. And so this is the path deeper into the things of God. And then the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the gateway to the other gifts of the spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12 in the Bible. There are nine listed gifts and many others that are elsewhere scattered throughout the Bible. But this is where we move into prophecy. This is where we move into discerning of spirits. And you can't blame somebody whose eyes are not open. This is not chakras. This is not Hinduism. This is not the, the Indian philosophies of Star Trek. <laughs> Excuse me, Star Wars, where Luke thinks if he uses his sword, then he'll mess everything up. No, this is the Bible. And we need to have our nose in it every day, which is why I do a very short daily teaching. And my daily teaching is focused on the use of force to defend ourselves and to govern ourselves. And that's really a place to start is, all right, we are going to not let anybody take our kids, rape us, give us an execution uh, injection or anything else. And, and that the Bible supports that. So there's been a long, long process, Brian, of Christian people being put to sleep by the, the very Babylonian system that Davy Wavy brought up. This is this has been a siren song and it's lulled people in, into an apathy and a slumber. And I'm going to say most importantly, pacifism, which is totally unbiblical as far as every man's, you know, every person's. Uh, you're one right, of the only right. pastors. You're one of the only pastors that'll say that, dude. Yeah, that, yeah, because every everyone else says trust in, right? Trust in, rather than you have to believe in yourself first. And if you have no faith in yourself and no conviction in yourself, you can't help yourself or anyone else. And you're useless to all of us. Yeah, well, you got to defend yourself for starters, right? And as men, we got to defend those around us. We're not going to let people take our women and take our kids. And, and lo and behold, that's what's happening. And, and what's the general reaction to it? Apathy. People are just, they just let it happen. They just allow it. It's unbelievable. They, because they're trusting in Satan. Well, I mean, I'm guilty of being apathetic myself, and I don't think that it's it's a form of Satanism, but it's just like, dude, like I voted the first time I ever voted was in the 2020 election. And you probably can take a wild guess at who I voted for. And it didn't work out that way, even though all directions pointed in that 
that that outcome right so you know not only that but i mean like you know i've been a a loyal employee to my job for six years and now i'm facing the the possibility of getting let go now yeah like we we mentioned up up top it's probably a game of chicken but i mean just the fact that they're trying to to kind of taunt me with this and i know it's not just me but i'm taking it personal you know what i mean like it is kind of a personal thing to me because dude like i i've made this company probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in my in my six years there it's a massive company so i mean like there's other people making it that much money too but dude it 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 sucks man and it that's the kind of stuff that makes people apathetic is is um and so i don't know if if that is uh turning towards satan i don't think it is personally i think that it's just like dude like i need some help you know what i mean i need some help from somebody whether it's god whether it's other people around me whether it's myself that's the question I think that that's probably going to go unanswered until it's D day, dude, until it's time to freaking fight. I wasn't pointing the finger at you or anybody. But no, I know you weren't. <laughs> I was driving through the neighborhood on a, on a street that I hadn't seen before. And there's a big sign and it, it said in Spanish, here's what it said. It said, listen here, criminals, beware. If we catch you, we will lynch you on the spot. And Love that it. means kill them, kill them. Now, why is that so far from the American mindset? Because of propaganda. And a lot of that propaganda is religious propaganda. And, you know, a few cases have come up where a guy walks in and there's the bad guy raping his daughter. And he, he t- beats the guy and he didn't survive it. Oh, well. And then it comes out in the news. Really, these stories are suppressed. I'll tell you what story you'll never, ever, ever, ever hear is somebody defending themselves against a law enforcement officer and the public and the community and the courts ruling that it was justified. The last time it happened was 1992. And I'll tell you who did it. Tupac Shakur. Really? And and you see Yeah. And you're seeing it today, Pastor Sam, like the, the incident that happened in the middle school where the uh, boy who supposedly claimed to be a girl raped a teenage girl in the school bathroom and the school covered it up. And now they're basically blaming the victim saying it was her fault. And it happened a second time. And then when the girl's, the victim's dad came into the school board and demanded justice, the police beat his ass on the spot and hauled him away. Yep. Exactly. This is, this is trying to get us to uh, belly up all the way. It's trying to get the men of America, especially, to just give it up and say, all right, we'll never lift a finger because there's no way out. Let me tell you something. You know, there was a battle in the Bible, and the prophet came to the wicked king and said, there's 7,000, there's a remnant of 7,000 people that have not bowed the knee to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. And he said, and those 7,000 are going to go out to the battle first. And when they went out to the battle against, you know, a huge army of 100,000 or more, probably every one of those 7,000 slew his man. And when that happened, the enemy army was terrified and they were routed and they all ran away. And that allowed the armies of Israel to pursue them. And so we need to never, ever, ever underestimate the demoralizing value and the fright and the terror that comes when our guy beats their guy one-to-one and defeats him and kills him. That can set their whole army in a route 
So it's it's time for us to go back and study these battles and to study these wars. It's time for every person to realize they need the circumcision of the heart in the waters of baptism, that they need the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a laying down of our personal pride where we have to throw up our hands and say, I, there's stuff going on around me that I'm not seeing, that I'm not aware of, and I need to be part of the Lord's kingdom. I need to grow in grace. I need to mature in the faith. And when that happens, we're going to be a lot more of a threat to the enemy. But I tell you, when I saw that sign, if, if we catch you thieves, we will kill you on the spot. It's like, why, why are we not thinking that way? You truly are a gunslinger, man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. Spitting fire. Jim, you got anything on that? No, you're good. Oh, no, that was great. I was just embracing it. I felt like I was at service. I wanted to say amen, you know, and, you know, take, take exactly. off and run around or whatever it was. And that's what yeah, we man. need, right? We need more of these, these alpha mindset mentality. You know, the whole idea of toxic masculinity is kind of what's gotten us to where we are. And, you know, right. it goes, goes back it's, to the old. It's all, yeah, it's all demasc- demasculate demasculizing or what the man if you're gonna use it you gotta pronounce it i know right damn (laughs) yeah they're trying to turn guys into girls and it's working well and 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 emasculating yes yeah yeah yeah, there you go but i use the word i use demasculinizing that's 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 what you do that's what you do after the show ryan (laughs) (laughs) hey you know what Sam was bringing something up about the monarch mind control. And there is something in common with Travis Scott. And he mentioned Tupac. And then you got Madonna, Jay-Z, Kanye, a lot of massive artists. There's this dude, Mike Dean. Um, and he is uh, no relation to me. No, he's no relation <laughs> to me. But there's this dude, Mike Dean, that is a silent collaborator with all of those artists. And he was actually uh, mixing the music for that Travis Scott concert. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was present when Tupac was killed. Uh, a lot of ritualistic stuff. This Mike Dean character is present for. You can check him out. And speaking of the Monarch Mind Control, uh, in the Butterfly Effect song that Travis Scott does, there's Monarch butterflies flying out of his mouth. So, I mean, I, this is, a this is a I think, a wink to the idea that this dude is Monarch Mind Controlled. If this stuff went down, just to tie it back to where we started real quick, if this happened... And and if this was some sort of satanic ritual, dude, Travis Scott's not the one to blame for this, man. He was out there performing. He was doing his job, he's right? A I mean, he's yeah, a puppet. He's a, yeah. He was doing his job, and the ones to blame are the people that we don't exactly know. I think Mike Dean is one of them. Obviously, the Jenners and the Kardashians, they may possibly be affiliated with this, but I think the people... Um, you know really involved you don't know their names just like the the people that are involved with the with the decimation of the country and the nation i mean we got people from canada we got a person from canada we got a person in mexico we got some people in the u.s here i mean this is all north america we are at we're at some serious war dude and and whoever is really ruining this continent we don't know their name it's not george soros i know who it is ryan big bird it's big Big bird. bird He's Who's a Big out, Bird? Man. Yeah, yeah. Who was dressed up in that costume? The Big Bird got Bill Gates. That was Gates. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was Bill Gates, dude. Did you see no. the Elmo uh, picture that I posted? 
Yeah. It's a uh, Elmo uh, stuffed animal that you can buy, and it comes with a a, a syringe. Yeah, nice. Like a Japanese Elmo. Elmo. It's like what, dude? Come on. And, yeah. and and on two fronts, that's disgusting. A, there's a massive heroin epidemic, opioid crisis in our country. And right. on top of it, promoting this poisonous injection gene therapy that they're giving people. You know, it's just and when I saw the Sesame Street thing, I mean, that was just straight up propaganda. You had CNN involved, Sesame Street. You know, you got your your good old might as well have been sponsored by Pfizer. It's like. Where are we going with this? Well, this what's is- even more sick about the Elmo thing is you can on Amazon, you can trade in the syringes for clean needles, too. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big problem. dude. So, I mean, you get you get clean syringes just like in the socialist Californias and New York's and all that. But no, man. Yeah, there's a there's some problems, dude. They're targeting the kids big time. And, you know, with the with the father's not present. When, when the kids can't identify man versus female, all these things, dude, it's going to cause a problem. Imagine being a three-year-old, four-year-old kid, and you can't distinguish your mother from your father. That's got to mess you up. And I understand and, that some people grow up without a mother and a father, and that's tragic, right? But I mean, like, dude, dude, having a, having a mom that looks like a dad, dude, I actually saw at Target today, I saw a little boy in a dress with purple hair. It was it was sad. It was sad. Like I wanted to say something, but I was in my work uniform. It was some obese lady riding a rascal. Like it was a miracle how she got in there. I don't know how she walked into the damn store because she's riding a target rascal with a little boy with a freaking dress on sitting on her lap, man. This was like a six year old kid. The kid could walk. But I mean, you know, this is the future of this country. If we don't if we don't, you know, fix something, I don't know exactly what to do other then be tough on people, man. I used to get slapped yeah. when I did something wrong. If I said something out of line, my Same dad here, would slap me, dude. Yeah, my uh, I told my mom to fuck off one time. Oh and boy, my dad! My dad chased me up the stairs. He grabbed me by the back of the pants, like the the top of it, and he just tanned my hide like seven times. <laughs> As I never told my mom to fuck off again. So. Well, and you know <laughs> it what? worked. You know, yeah, you turned out pretty darn good. You know, I have never met you in person, but you you don't seem like one of these people that would probably ever do that again. First of all, and you yeah. probably wouldn't tell another woman to fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a. I think that those kinds of when you can get away with doing that then you're going to do it again. And like, what's that going to manifest into Well, and you later? see it with the police, right, Ryan? Especially last summer, you saw it a lot with these people who <clears throat> do whatever they wanted to the police. Or you go to like an area like Portland, where basically the in- inmates run the asylum up there. Like the police can't even yeah. spray pepper spray on these people. Like what kind of world do we live in where, where, you know, you don't have to respect, at least respect the authority. I'm not saying, you know, you have to follow their every order, but you have to give them the respect of, of, of the title, at least. I mean, that's how society works. And the way the, the topics that we're getting into today, at what point do you start going against the police? Because they're in some countries, they're really doing some shady stuff, right? Like Australia, Canada, they're starting to do some weird things. So, like, I've got a Blue Lives Matter flag on the back of my truck, mostly so I don't get pulled over. But I do respect the police officers. But at what point do we start saying, like, hey, man, like, you guys aren't. Well, anything. it's when they turn on us, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's when they they turn on us They're They are no longer respected. They are the enemy. I mean, and that's how you have to view it. And, for sure. And for like- now. You know, they're still towing the line. They haven't had to make the decision. Right. And at some Definitely. point they're going to have to make that tough call. 
you know, from Definitely. whether it's going to people's houses to, to, you know, arrest people who haven't been vaccinated or whatever scenarios they're coming up with, they're going to have to make a decision on which side are they going to go with good or are they going to go with the, the evil paycheck? Side? Yeah. The good or the paycheck? Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. To make that decision is to purge all the ones that would side with us. Yep. Yeah, and they're yeah, doing man. that with the with the mandate, right? You're you're starting to thin the herd, or at least separate, right? And 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 Charlie Robinson did a great job of walking us through the steps that they go through, and it's it's basically you know along the same lines of what I I went through with Yuri Bezmenov. You know, the, the police have their own problem because their own organizations are being disbanded. You know, I just wrote an article about Oklahoma, the McGirt decision. It's on my blog. Just go to gospelgunslingers.com and then there's a button for my subscribe star. And it's right at the top of that. And it has to do with the Oklahoma governor who just came to Mexico City. By the way, his 20 car convoy and his 40 man protective team got thrown out of where they were illegally parked in front of the presidential palace. Nobody knows that. It's on my Twitter. So uh, the actual parking ticket given to the governor's motorcade is on my Twitter and then them being thrown out. And the narrator says, no one is above the law. No one. And I really like this governor, but he had some bad people that were trying to steer him to make the kind of shady deals that happened with, you know, George Bush before him, Rick Perry. And of course the most infamous corrupt governor in American history, Billy Bubba Clinton. Yeah. Arkansas, baby. They were trying. They were trying to move him that direction. All these CIA handlers, and they all got thrown out of where they were illegally parked. So, what's happening in Oklahoma is uh, any podunk law enforcement organization for you know uh, any town Oklahoma, if it's anywhere near the eastern side with the Indian lands, they're cross deputizing. So. There is a deep search done on those officers and the ones that are going to go along with globalism that fit the psych profile are cross deputized into the U.S. Marshal Service, the FBI, the ATF. They're made uh, Cherokee Nation marshals and then they can do law enforcement all through the federal lands. And then the ones that don't pass muster, the ones that have uh, maybe a Gadsden flag or even an American flag or uh, have supported Donald Trump. All of them are left on the other side so that when their obsolete department is disbanded, then they'll just be left high and dry. And so there's bigger questions as to what than, than what we're going to do. These departments are having their own problems and they're already being liquidated. And really, the, the focal point of it is Oklahoma. That's fascinating. Yeah. And because you I mean, you don't see it as much on the local level here. But one of the things we are seeing, uh, Sam, is we're starting to see the National Guard be used for, quote unquote, holes in the system. You know, we have them in in, I'm in Massachusetts and we've had them uh, be used as bus drivers. Uh, They're used to administer covid tests in some of the uh, elementary and high schools in the area. So you're starting to see that influence come in too now, which is, I find it rather disturbing because you're, you're one step away from, you know, basically bringing in the military to handle any hole that you have in society. And that's never a good solution. 
Right. It's something that we should handle ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we have to get back to. And that's really the foundation of the gospel gunslinger is popular sovereignty. People being sovereign, us not us not asking permission from Washington or even from someplace closer, us convening, you know, the, the whole idea yeah. in Oklahoma, the sheriff was implicated not too long ago in a serious, uh, a serious scandal. And he, he was brought down by a grand jury. But as this process started to go forward, they talked about how the grand jury must be properly impaneled. No, 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 no. This is something that happens amongst neighbors in the pub half the time in early America. It was just the townspeople getting together for a petite jury or for a grand jury. If a person needed to be indicted on a capital crime, then everybody had to get together in the pub or in the schoolhouse. And the whole idea of proper impanelment is government overreach. And so we've got to get back to the place where we don't ask permission for anybody other than our peers. And that, yeah. I'm sorry to say, is gone in America. Yeah, yeah we're supposed to not, uh, the government's not supposed to own anything, you know. We're supposed to own it, and they're supposed to serve us. Uh, but what it's come down to is that we are serving them. We are serving the debtors, you know. I do have to push back a little bit on that idea of of just like, are, are you saying like street justice, Sam? Because uh, that's always an issue, right? I mean, uh, you know, if, if you have someone that, you know, when emotions are a flurry type deal, um, someone can get caught up in, in someone where they, they made a bad mistake. Maybe someone maybe someone hit someone weaker than them or maybe someone accidentally kills somebody but someone very powerful with a lot of influence says like, look at this asshole that made this mistake. That was no mistake. We're going to kill him. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know where we draw the line. I mean, that's kind of what democracy is though. It's, it's mob rule. That's what it translates. Majority to rule, right? Yeah. Mob rule. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, demo is mob and, and uh crossy is rule. So you, you literally have mob rule. Um, this is where we study the Bible every day where both of those things happen where there were speedy and public trials, some yeah. resulting in exoneration and some resulting in execution. Sure. And there were, there were also uh, illicit uh, runaway mobs. And uh, you know what those mobs generally do is persecute the apostles. In the book of Acts, it happened repeatedly. One time a soldier had to go in with his army and save Paul from being torn in pieces from the mob. So this is why we study the Bible, but I'll tell you what the vernacular teaches. The vernacular teaches, don't you ever lift one finger. And whatever you do, don't arm yourself because that's not your sure. place. Okay. And that's wrong. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. and then, you know, I'm going to go conspiratorial real quick. And this is my last thought, but I'm going to go conspiratorial on you because this is a conspiratorial swap cast, right? So what if people back in those times when they weren't introduced to all the fluoride, they had a better gut feeling? And a crowd could actually distinguish like better ideas, like just off their gut, simply off their gut. Now, you know, I'm thinking something completely different than what Matt's thinking, than what Jim's thinking, than what Sam's thinking, than what Davey's thinking. But what if before all this kind of crazy stuff was going on, before all the chemicals were around, before all the electromagnetic waves, 
I wonder if it's possible that everyone was kind of on the same frequency and everyone knew fundamentally what was right and wrong. That's an interesting thought. I hey, can I, can that, I interject? Yeah. Go can ahead, Jim. What happened to the Salem witch trials? <laughs> you either drown or you swim. I've been teaching on that, and I'm not going to give a pat answer, but if you would like to watch spooky stories with Pastor Sam on my YouTube channel, I would be interested and what your thoughts were. But I'll tell you this, it's not what everybody thinks and it's not what everybody believes. It is uh, quite diverse from that position. And, and while that's used as an example for a dangerous mania and a crowd mentality, that is only the Babylonian system. It's only the beast telling us that we need to not judge our own matters, that we need to send a letter by boat to Europe Ooh, to have somebody else judge the matter for us. That's a crazy concept. You know, I, I, I wanted to throw in one more thing that takes us back to where we started. I'll tell you who's off the reservation and who's off the slave plantation and is a dangerous population that's out of control from the mind of the globalists. The south side of Houston, all the black people, they are dangerously free thinkers. And I was in Houston just a couple of years ago when Kanye West came to Joel Osteen's church. And you know what? The place was almost full for the very first time. And there was a real effort to bring into subjugation that renegade population that's out of control. And it didn't work. It didn't work. The black folks from the south side of Houston were too smart for Joel Osteen and everybody else. <laughs> wow. Okay, just quickly. And by the way, all, all this is on my uh, YouTube. There's a whole Kanye uh, playlist about when he came to Houston. You know, uh, Joel Osteen didn't metal detect his church members that came in on Sunday morning, but when they revamped for the Sunday night concert, man, they rolled out all the metal detectors and frisked everybody. They frisked the black people, right? That were coming in to see Kanye. Joel okay. Osteen's a scumbag, dude. A scumbag. And oh, the moment that he pulled out an offering bucket, I'm telling you, four or 5,000 people stood up that fast. And Oral Roberts, one of my mentors and heroes, Although he had his failings, he said a crowd can act just like one person and one person can act just like a crowd. And he said, when I look in the camera, I just see one American family sitting in their living room and I'm talking to Ma and Pa and maybe a couple of kids. That crowd reacted exactly that way. And as one man, thousands of people stood up the moment Joel Osteen's ushers pulled out an offering bucket and walked right out of his church. I mean, it was a flood of thousands of people. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought to myself, the globalists do not like this. They do not like it that there's this population that's 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 young, that's tough, that's armed, and that's not under control. And what happens this weekend? A horrible shit show having to do with that population. There's an effort to bring them under control. And they're resisting it. It's its own kind of freedom being in the hood on the south side of Houston. Wow. Dude, so cool, man. Wow. <sighs> it looked like Jim, you wanted to say something, dude. No, oh, man. I, I, I like listening to Pastor Sam. <laughs> I know, dude. He's awesome. <laughs> okay. I think, are all awesome. I, I think that's a great place to end it right there. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm in the same boat, man. I'm like, wow, that was, you know, and, and it all ties in together. It all wraps back into Houston and it wraps back into 
the you know the global elite the parasites and and trying to find different ways to control and subjugate everyone you know it's not just the black population it's the white population it's the asian they want everyone in their one world order in their one world control and it's it's the demasculinization it's dude remember yes. that that fake yeah. word that we used the that's the word i was trying to that's the word i was looking for earlier <laughs> so uh, and, that, and that's the thing though is that you can't control seven and a half billion people but you can control 500 million yep sure yep easily more easily right i mean more it easily. depends which 500 million you have if you if you get the 500 million soy induced it's going to be a lot easier than 500 million patriots <laughs> right so yeah okay well let's pass it around i want everybody to uh uh, get their socials and anything you want to plug out there and uh pastor sam thank you so much for joining us why don't we'll start with you thank you matt i i love making new friends it doesn't happen often enough and the patriot community is is really disjointed in a lot of ways and i really appreciate meeting you and getting to just hang with some cool cats that that all want our country to come back and to survive and want to survive what's coming on the earth. And man, if I can contribute to that, you know, this is why I'm in another country because I open my mouth to reveal a lot of what should be obvious to teach from the Bible on self-defense and self-government. We do thump it and please everybody reach out to me on gospelgunslingers.com. I'm easy to find and I'm, I'm looking to make new friends. So uh, thanks again for having me and just for uh, an open forum where we can all kick it just a little bit and get to know one another. It's, it's been cool for me. Thanks, Pastor Sam. And, and the door is open anytime. Your invite's always there. Uh, Jim, Jim, uh, what are we, about a week away? Are you dropping a podcast on us? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a week Excellent. away. Gonna... Yeah, I'm absolutely. Um, but it, it was great uh, talking to you guys, getting to know different one pastor pastor sam davy wavy and of course uh ryan michael dean so it was uh <laughs> you know, it, it was definitely good getting to know you guys um yeah uh instagram is probably the easiest way to to find me um everyone knows me i'm always you know sharing shit posts and kind of going on my rants and stuff like that it's underscore jim j-i-m uh underscore good g-o-o-d and yeah i do have a new podcast coming out uh starting next week it's going to be a daily show uh about a half hour long just going over current events and connecting dots it's going to be a lot of fun excellent looking forward to it man welcome aboard now are you gonna are you gonna do it on uh, youtube or where's it gonna be yeah well we're gonna wait and find out but it's definitely going to be on all the different uh the different podcast uh cool. channels we'll try to get a youtube one going on but i'm trying to decide between that and rumble there's so many different options now and I, people send me dms all the time going are you on this are you on that are you on i'm like i'm on it i'm not tech savvy at all find, welcome, find me on Instagram. welcome to the club it has, man it has colorful pictures and I, that's how i need to do i'm kind of like a caveman when it comes to that so uh we're going to try to keep it, keep it as simple as possible. You guys heard I'm no, I'm no fluff. I just kind of straight to the point, talk to talk, talk. So definitely would love to uh, talk to you guys more and hopefully you'll have me on again. Definitely. Anytime, Jim. Ryan, go ahead. Give your plugs. 
Dangerous World Podcast, man. I really appreciate this, Matt. This is always so fun. Um, and yeah, man, I, I have been here every single time because I enjoy it so much. And, uh, and we, we gotta... love having you, Ryan. Are you, are you sure? Do you want me to stop? Because you know, <laughs> am I am I just clinging on to this too much? I feel like I I'm being asked to leave. No, uh, you, I feel like we always have a good chemistry on here, man. This is a really fun show. I love connecting and and talking with all these different people. I've never spoken with Jim before, so it's really great to meet him. Um, but yeah, man, uh, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Three, five, ten dollar tiers, whatever you uh whatever you feel like the content's worth. And then obviously the uh dangerous world store selling merch, slinging t-shirts and hoodies out of there, and then the let's go Brandon stickers. Oh yeah, Matt's rocking one. Oh nice and sparkly too. I love yeah, it. Dude, oh, yeah, dude. The let's stickers, yeah. Those let's go Brandon stickers are a are a hit already. So uh get those before they sell out. And uh yeah, man, just having a lot of fun, man. Um, this, this community is so awesome. I say that every time. So, uh, thank you for allowing me to participate. Pleasure's all mine, my friend. Last but not least, Davey. Yes, sir. Thank you so much again for having me on. I was on the first one and I, I love it so much. I've been listening to everything, everything you do, everything. Most of the things that Ryan is doing, uh pastor sam i was very excited to get uh meet you and uh yeah jim i'd love to have you on too you know sometime Uh, pastor sam i'd love to have you on sometime uh i think we could uh shoot the ship pretty pretty damn good because i i have uh pretty good bible knowledge right but you could find me uh at uh davy wavy 2112 on instagram and which is shadow band by the way <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also at uh red pill cartel podcasts on instagram and you can find me on all major platforms so thank you excellent love the work you're doing brother keep it up thanks man yeah and and you can find mine uh i'm on instagram at the great deception podcast uh i do have a youtube page and actually just started a bit shoot last night and threw a couple videos up there uh of a couple podcasts so go check that out uh all the links will be in the bio for this so check us all out support everybody and share we appreciate uh everyone joining us thank you have a great night stay strong and question everything Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and oppression, and where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and suggesting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to the now High Chancellor Adam Sutler. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent.